Hey, Julie. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Anything new and exciting this week? Not really. I've decided that damn my foot. I'm just going to start exercising and moving and doing more things because I'm just tired mm-hmm. of just waiting for it to get better. So yeah. I, um, I did try. So you, you, you will be probably better able to espouse the benefits of the things I'm going to mention, but I'm going to mention them. So in the past, I have tried Arnica, right? It's uh-huh. a, a, an herb, right? And has anti-inflammatory properties. Yep. Yep. So I've done it with uh, Arnica plus CBD. Okay. And it sort of has worked, not on my foot, on something else in the past. But this time I found Arnica with THC as a topical. Okay. And I was doing a little bit of research and it was like, they say it's just a little bit more potent than the CBD and it just has more anti-inflammatory properties combined with the T, you know, the THC component added to the Arnica. So I bought some and it freaking works. <laughs> really? Ooh, good yeah. to know. Yeah. So like I, you know, on my foot where, where on my heel area where I have the pain, so like I would go and like walk on the treadmill, which I did for the first time this past week and fine while I'm walking. And if I do a light jog, it's fine. It's the after part that really gets painful. So yeah. I would shower and then I would just put like a small amount. You don't need a lot. Rub it into mm-hmm. the area. I would say within an hour, it reduced the pain. Oh, good to know. And would last. All right. Yeah. And would last for a yeah. while. Like I'd have to put it on if I wanted to, like, if I started the day, I'd probably have to put it on like maybe three times throughout the day, but it would depend on what I was doing. You know, if I was exercising a lot or doing a lot of movement that day, then I'd probably have to put more applications on it. Cause it doesn't, it lasts a couple of hours. Right. Right. But I love it. I mean, if finally I'm like, and you, you know, you're not getting any sort of contact. I, it doesn't, you know, it just, it's not enough to absorb into your body, into your bloodstream to, give you any sort of yeah thc high or anything like that it's not yeah exactly (laughs) that's what it's been all along but like i had my right no your your foot still hurts you're just high as a kite so (laughs) whatever exactly right maybe i don't know well i so keith had had a foot problem too and it was a different area and he tried it and it was the same thing he was like i'm i'm better like within an hour it was better now didn't like he had to do some other things to adjust, but like, it didn't make it go away. It's not a cure. Right. But it just, to get that little bit of relief. I all was right. Like, all right. I'm mobile. Well, I'm going to try it. Send me the link to which one you have. I'll get it because maybe it'll work on my hip, my like chronic mm. old lady hip. Yeah, it might. It might. I mean, it's like, it doesn't, you know, it's expensive for a small amount, but it's pretty potent. I was pretty but you excited. don't need much. Yeah. No, no. So, I mean, again, this is like, I just need to get through until I go to the doctor in two weeks for that other therapy, shockwave therapy stuff, which I'm supposedly going to be yeah. doing. But um, yeah, I just feel like, wow, something finally. Oh, worked. good. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, that's, that's encouraging. But of course I did a ton of stuff that I shouldn't have done. Like I went on the treadmill. <laughs> I did Pilates. <laughs> all this walking I'm like mm, I don't I, like I, that. I, I always overdo it like if you give me an inch I take a mile for sure yeah no right well it's like when you know all of a sudden your body is just feeling better and you're like oh I can do things again it's like well then I really yeah <laughs> story of my 40s <laughs> that's the story of my 40s <laughs> I know I know it's true I like I just turned 46 but when I turned 45 like everything is different everything is just different Mm. Mm. well happy birth belated birthday 
Um, oh, did you yeah, have a good yeah. day? You, I know you had your, your, your gift was your cleaning lady. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. I can't believe I haven't done this before. <laughs> it, she is wonderful. I just love her so, so. She has made me a better person. Mm. So she's coming every other week. So now we're a full week into her having been here. And the house is so much cleaner because mm. I don't want to ruin what she's. So I think I spend the first week not wanting to ruin what she did. So like, I'm very aware of picking up it. Oh, because I just want to keep it clean. And now I know she's coming again in a week. So now I've kind of switched from preserving to not wanting to leave it a disaster for her. Right. So it's just like the house is so we had less garbage this week to take out like she's a magician I don't know (laughs) what she did she's a very powerful sorcerer and I love her so much she came with the friends and they they were here for like five hours so I gave her extra money because you know I don't think it'll take her that long every time but the first time obviously just takes a while um so I you know I was like are you I I was almost afraid that she was going to be like I'm not coming back. Your house is ridiculous. (laughs) But I was like, are you coming back? And she was like, yes. I was like, oh, thank you. So whatever she needs, whatever makes her happy, whatever she wants to charge me, I'm in. I'm in. I love her. Yeah. Good. Best thing in the whole wide world. Yeah, that is, it is, it is a nice feeling. We, we, before we, we went away to Vermont over the weekend we had the cleaning folks come beforehand and it just, it's, it is nice. Like I, I try to preserve it as long as I can. It's, nearly yeah. impossible with um two very messy teenagers yeah i know i have a you know i have norm and max living here and yeah when they cook i'm like i don't understand how they get every surface like mm-hmm. greasy i'm like yeah. what are you making what yeah i don't know that, but that and, and that and like you know like i make a lot of I, I'm, I'm a messy cook too like in the sense of like i use a lot of dishes i use a lot of stuff and then it's like i clean it up as i go or i clean it up right out as the stuff is cooking but like I find it's always like an interesting, I think I've said this before, like we come down in the mornings and we find like they made something and it's yeah. not something that is a recipe <laughs> that they followed. They were just making stuff and like everything. And like I use like instead of regular napkins, I use like cloth napkins. They're all crudded up with junk. Yep. And I'm like, they were not like this last night. Some of them have stuff I can't identify. I don't even know if it's food. I don't, it's disgusting. And I'm like, what'd you do? Yeah, I know Max too. Max says that too. Max likes to cook, which is cool. Okay, great. But he doesn't like to follow a recipe or admit that he doesn't know how to make something. So he's now on this thing where he wants to make bread, Mm. which as like, okay, there's an art to bread. I mean, I went to school for pastry art. Like I could help you learn to make bread. We have a no leavening agents Mm -hmm. just, and I'm like, (laughs) what? I don't know. What is it with this age group? This like, you know, late teens boy in my experience who like see no value in actually learning like just can't admit that they're maybe not an expert and like like what why (laughs) yeah yeah well right and things that right don't need to be figured out on your own like yeah just a waste of of time right Right. He literally, I have no, you've been in my kitchen. I have no less than 300 cookbooks in my kitchen. Like I collect them. I have a cookbook collection. So if you don't want to listen to me, you have a huge library of books that could help you. Plus you have Google. Yeah. So like, 
I just, he actually made something though with no, it, it was like a, more like a cracker because it didn't have any leavening agents in it, but it was actually delicious, which I hated to have to tell him because. <laughs> right. You don't want to encourage just, repeat, but. It just reinforces his uh, technique of throwing things in a bowl. Yeah. But. Well, it's yeah. funny because I feel like um, one of my sons is taking um, like a financial management class and has to like, right now he's working on a project where he has to like do all this research on like a career, college costs, car costs, apartment costs, and like come up with a budget. And I'm like, I'm really glad he's in the class is why he yeah. is able to sign up for because it's amazing stuff. And I'm like, I'm sure he'll retain a small portion of it moving forward, but it's still good exposure. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But like, that sounds, everyone should go through that course. Yeah. Oh, no, totally. And they, I mean, they do a, a, she does a, the teacher does a section on taxes and a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, like they, they learn about health insurance. Uh, and so it's great. Like he, he's, we're trying to transfer it to my other son who didn't get a chance to take the class, but my head hurts. Like I, you know, it's like now as an, obviously a much older <laughs> adult, like I get it, you know, I've been doing it for years, but I'm like at their age, it is overwhelming. They have no idea. Like what, yeah. like we're looking, they have to pick a car and they have to choose between two and he just, you know, I want the fancy one. It's like, well, the fancy one you can't afford, you know, like if you're really looking at what your salary would be. And it, it's, so it's an interesting exercise, but it's, it's to me, it's all on that same vein of like, we're trying not to like really trying to make sure he does the work, you know, we're just guiding him sort of being like, well there's really simple websites for this stuff that you can just look up. And so he's doing it, but it's, um, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I wanted want to learn, but I'm like, why is this? Why, why can't she just do this as a class project in the class? I don't, <laughs> it's yeah. so hard. I don't know. I, I, I worry know. that I come, it's really good exposure, but I worry, like, I, 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 I feel bad because like we keep, you know, we're, 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 we're going to, we're a few weeks away of making a decision with colleges and all this stuff. And it's like, we're just trying to still figure out, like I mentioned that cards, the cards that I bought about college prep stuff, but it's, it's scary. Cause it's like, you know, I always try to figure out, did I, am I doing too much still for him, for them and not exposing them to let them learn themselves. And it's hard. It's hard to let it's go. Hard. You know, it's different when you don't have anybody showing you at all because that person doesn't know how to show you or teach you. Right. So, so you just learn, you figure it out. I mean, if I had Google back then, I'd be, you know, be a lot smarter, I guess, but it's just amazing to me. So now I'm like, we're really, Keith and I are really trying to pull back and just be like, no, wait, can the boys figure that out? No, wait, you know, like, I, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I know. Just, there's no right or wrong. There's, it's funny. I was just talking to my younger son about this because we were talking about just, you know, some anxieties and feelings that he had growing up that he really never shared with us. So I didn't know. And now he's, you know, opening up and sharing them a little and, when I, so when I was a kid, my parents were like obsessed with making sure that I would know what happened if they both died in like a horrific accident. Like Ooh. they like were obsessed with being like, if we both die in a car accident or we're going on this vacation, I just want you to know that this is, they were family and they were very nice. And it was who they had picked that if they did both die that I would go live with, but I didn't really know them. So we would literally have like dinners where my parents would be like, this is so that you could get to know them in case we die. <laughs> and I, like, and I look back and I was like, what, why? I mean, like, why were they so like graphic? And so with my kids, like I never talked about that. Like yeah. we just never Norm and I had a plan. We had a will. We knew who would take them. We had, you know, like 
Norm and I were very aware of what would happen should anything happen to both of us at the same time. But we never talked about the, that with the kids. It yeah. just, we just didn't. Yeah. And now, you know, my son is telling me like, well, I was worried about what would happen to you guys. What would happen to me if something happened to you guys? And you, no one ever talked to me about that. And it's, I'm like, oh, like you're screwed if you do, you're screwed yeah. if you don't. Like, yeah. yeah, well, right. Cause I think at the times that I remember bringing it up with my boys, they would be like, well, I don't want to know. I don't want to think about you dying. And I'm like, right. no, 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 we're not talking about me dying. We're talking about what happens after. So we'll just skip that. <laughs> but they, right. They didn't also. So, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, like even when they, when I did tell my boys of recent, they weren't with, willing to hear it. You know, they, they, they yeah. were uncomfortable with it. So, I mean, so there's no good, there's just no, never, no. there's not, nothing you do is going to be right. If you try to do the opposite of what your parents were in a yeah. thoughtful way, because you think like, well, You're that protecting. was horrifying. Yeah. Right you're still, you know, then your kids are like, well, I missed out on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I just, it's so, it's so funny. Like, so today, like we ran, we've run into a couple of little issues where like they get a monthly, you know, um, like when they get their medications from like their pharmacy, like I, it's no longer underneath, underneath me anymore. I can't manage right. it for them. So they have to do it. So I had like signed them up for it. Um, like an account and with one of the local pharmacies and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, they're going to need this when they go to college. And like I made one of my sons like, take a screenshot of my medical card i'm like i realize he doesn't he doesn't know what to show anybody i don't like i don't have copies for him so i'm like i have to get that but then i'm like we we, we scanned his covid card like we were doing all these things today and i've only done it for one so the other one's just screwed <laughs> or he's gonna have to use his brother stuff <laughs> but one is prepared <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I mean, so, but like, you know, tomorrow we go to the lawyer to do the paperwork now that they're 18. And I'm like, you know, this is like, I mean, my, my, my mother didn't do any of that. You know, I mean, it was just you sink or swim. I don't know, whatever, you know, but now, you know, now that we can, now that we know we do. So it's fine. But I'm sure tomorrow they're going to just be like, what is this all about? What do you mean power returning and healthcare? Pro I'm 18. I have nothing figured out. <laughs> right. So I don't oh, yeah. know. Yeah. So I think we're all just bumbling through, trying to figure it out and doing the best we can. Yeah. And being over, I mean, it's just, it doesn't help with my anxiety. I'm like, just, I, just, I don't know. I'm like, I, as much as like, I, I, we keep having this conversation and like, are they ready? Do they, and they, and they keep saying, are we ready for college? Are we ready to go away? And I don't know, you know, like, I don't know how yeah. you judge somebody's readiness for going away. I mean, you're you can somewhat take care of yourself. So I guess that so you do do your homework without my involvement. So I think you're ready. <laughs> like, what's the criteria? <laughs> yeah. I think you don't know. I mean, they go and our experience, we couldn't have planned for what the outcome was. And, you know, it just, yeah, you kind of have to just go for it. And they, you know, and not put too much weight on it. You know, like I think too much, pressure just kind of let them see because I think some kids really flourish yeah and others don't and it's not always the kids that you thought like it can su surprise you yeah. you know I think ones that you think like oh this is definitely going to be a disaster are <laughs> great and then a kids who you think like oh they got this surprise you and you're like oh crap I guess you didn't <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 no it's totally true I, I I agree with you I feel like we won't know until they're in it um yeah and I think you're right there are things you do along the way as a parent like I, you know I've sent my kids to sleep away summer camp you know which I think is always a good thing you know just just to yeah. give you that level of understanding like there is no mom and dad here you get some independence um so I think you know you think you look back or look ahead if you have younger kids like and just kind of 
find those opportunities where you can give them some independence so they can figure out who they are. Um, yeah. and they know very important. Yeah. yeah. But I, but I think, does that mean because my kids went to summer camp, they're ready to go to college? No, <laughs> nope. <laughs> but you know, but I think, you know, I, and then we, we keep trying to reassure them to the best of our ability. Um, you know, of we're here, like, just because you're not living here doesn't mean we're not reachable. You know, those things you glue to your hand, right. you know, can, you can use to contact us, but, um, yeah, it's interesting. I think the whole it's interesting. prospect of it everything is interesting. going on. So, yeah. Oh, it's been cold and rainy and wet and snowy here. So I just yeah. got back from doing, the, you know, going on the bike around the lake and it was, this was rough. It was, so there was like standing water in mm. part of the, you know, on parts of the path. So I would have to go through and I would just like pick my legs like up <laughs> either side of the handlebars and just go in and like the water would just splash up like all over the back of my legs and my ass. And the whole time I was like, what does this remind me of? And now I think it reminds me of the opening to three's company. Weren't they like on a bike? And yes, going opposition? through a puddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Think yeah. So, so ugh, but it was so cold. It was so like it. It just. I I know. I'm really proud of myself. So now I have to figure out. I have to go on the forums and be like, so what do you do with when there's puddles? I'm sure there's gear that you can get to uh, splash. I'm guard. thinking. I think Norm had. My husband has uh, like pants, like rain pants. Yeah, so I'm like, maybe do you wear rain pants and like my hiking boots? That might have been a better choice than yoga pants and sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be. Well, I mean, yeah, you just you just you'd have to dry off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we we were up in Vermont and it was uh, over the weekend and it was really super cold, um, negative temperatures, and you know, the dog doesn't care. I mean, a little yeah. bit, you know, but he's like, we still gotta go outside. So we ended up, um, at one point I was like really sleepy in the afternoon and I, I'm just, I'm like, I'm on caffeine again and I have, to, this is what it does to me. It just wrecks me for the whole day. Mm -hmm. Like works on the first thing in the morning and then the rest of the day I have, I have crash. So yeah. I have to stop. But, um, so Keith's like, let's not, instead of a cup of coffee at three o'clock in the afternoon, why don't we go for a walk outside? And I look at him like, you're freaking crazy. It's negative <laughs> six. Like he's like, I, yeah. I gotta, I gotta take Murphy. So we do it. I, we bundle up, we have all the gear, but like my eyelashes were you know like, like my eyes were tearing up and my eyelashes were frozen and i'm like i yep. don't need to lose my eye eyelashes right now like this would not be pretty so you know we go for a walk and the dog's fine like even his oils were like freezing up everything was just yeah to the touch but you know it, you know he keeps reminding me he's like well you want to live in vermont so gotta get used to this weather and i'm like shut up but it worked yeah. i mean i was fully awake when we got back <laughs> yeah it is it's energizing it's good i'm really proud that I've kept it up I mean I figure if I keep up the bike riding through this weather like right you know I'm in right like I'm yeah, pretty you're dedicated like, you're, so. you're like the postal bicycle rider you know <laughs> wind through snow through right rain. Through any anything <laughs> I should have known though when I got there there's always a few bikers it was like empty of bikers like, I was the only biker so now right. I know it's because you know it's not very yeah, I, mean, I was I saw, I saw some runners up in Vermont I was very surprised I was like uh, I'm sorry I, I I get it in the sense that like if you've got that you you're, you're chasing that runner's high every day you you, you can't stop you want to go so you, that's what you're yeah. doing right now so, yeah it is and I miss the lake when I'm not there like the I enjoy seeing it through all of its evolution of the season like so when the mm. lake is frozen it makes the most incredible noises 
Mm. Like it just makes these like otherworldly crackles. Mm. Yeah, it's just so cool. So I really enjoy being there, but oh my God, it was so cold. So I came home and put on sweatpants and like warm socks, but you know, like once cold like that, I'm going to be cold all day. So I made a fire when we're done, I'll go sit next to it. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I, uh, well, so I, I, I continue to continue to punish myself after we got back. I said, I cooked some (laughs) dinner and Keith's like, let's go in the hot tub. And I was like, getting to the hot tub is not easier. It's further away from the door. So, yeah. and it's ice on the floor. And I'm like, um, I, I'm like, what? So I, I got ready. I, I, I had, I put my socks and slippers on, you know, getting into the hot tub was fine. It's the getting out part. Cause you're just, yeah. you're, you're wet. And now you're like more likely to, you know, again, freezing icicles hanging off of you, but it wasn't so bad. I just, I, um, I don't know what, if this is like a, a thing as you get older, but I definitely am not as sure-footed as I used to be. Mm-hmm. So I just like, you know, very carefully walked back and it was fine. But yeah, so I was like, that's enough. I, I've, I've, um, I, I, I tested myself enough um, <laughs> to be able to withstand it. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I ultimately it was, it was nice and enjoyable. Like, you know, yeah. you're basically your, your head is barely sticking up above the water in the hot tub because it's so cold and, and the steam helps you keep a little warm, but yeah. Ooh, uh, I think that's awesome. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's definitely yeah. that quintessential, like you know what you see in, even in movies and whatever. But it's it's so it was really nice. But um, we couldn't stay out there. I would fifteen minutes. I was like, all right, <laughs> done. done. <laughs> oh yeah. So, if I I'm get not, my uh, so I applied for my dream job. So if I get it, maybe I'll get a hot tub. I applied right. for this. I applied for a job. I it's with I like without giving away too much, but it's with a pretty well known. It it would be in the herbal world. But in my profession, so like, I really have a lot of what they're looking for, I think. Mm -hmm. But I looked on Indeed, I knew it would be popular. So (laughs) over 700 people have already applied. Wow. Because it tells you on Indeed. So here's my question. The job I got now I got because I really wanted like when I saw the ad for the job that I wanted that I have now. Uh, I definitely wanted it. Like I knew it would be a good fit. And so, and it was local. So I submitted my resume online, but I also took it there. Like I, you know, because I know I've worked with nonprofits being available because they're so overworked and underpaid (laughs) that, you know, it's like the job of like sorting through resumes and making appointments for people to come in is like, a lot. You know, it often gets pushed to the bottom of the to-do list. And so I knew if I could kind of just drop off my resume in person and meet them, it would be a good thing to have them kind of notice who I was. And sure enough, I dropped off my resume and the person who took it was like, oh, let me just make an appointment for you to come in for an interview now. Oh. Um, and, you know, after after getting the job and now being there for years, were like overwhelmed with this stack of re- resumes and you were in front of mm. us pretty much <laughs> which is why I did okay. that which is why I brought it in um, yeah. but with this job it's it's a fully remote job so they're in a different state entirely so it's not like I can drop anything off it said in the application process like please don't contact us because we're expecting a high volume of applicants and like we don't have time to answer questions people like Like, the chance of your resume not really even getting an initial good look over is pretty high 
Ugh, yeah, so I don't I mean, know what to it's, do. It's, it's, you did a cover letter. I did a cover letter. I answered. Yeah. So they had um, pretty extensive um, questions part of the application. They had maybe like twelve or fifteen questions about, you know, why you wanted to work with them. And I actually have a connection um, in the past with this organization, so mm. that's like a plus. Um, and, and they asked a lot about like your personal missions and interests and your interest in what they do. And so I really extensively like answered all of those questions with a lot of detail based on things that I've done in the past that are very relevant to what they do. Right. But, you know, with 700 applicants, like to just like wait and see if it happens. Um, but I really hope that I at least get the chance to interview for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, right. It would all depend on whether or not they're using any sort of, you know, and indeed might be giving them a little bit of behind the scenes help of sifting through relevant resumes. And then also if, you know, if you had to free write, they might have a, a way to scan what you've written to, you know, see if you certain, certain words they're looking for. Right. Um, to help them sort of sift through 700 applicants. Cause I agree with you. There's just no way they're doing right that. and they're a small pretty small organization i think their yeah. core staff is like maybe five people so i mean yeah. it's just not realistic that they're going to go through and really read 700 applications no no so there's got to be the automation behind um these tools you know so in, indeed giving them some support of sort of figuring out how do you whittle this all down and um yeah. you know and then look through candidates right I, I i it's a good question i mean i'm i'm currently recruiting for a role and um i'm looking at every resume that i get now granted i'm not giving 700 maybe seven <laughs> um but it's amazing to me for people who don't write cover letters i've always written a cover letter i hate cover letters but yeah. um i i really don't look kindly on people who don't write cover letters i think to me your resume only speaks to so much um yeah. i don't even care that it's a formula cover letter i'd rather you just explain to me why you think you know, you're appropriate for this, for this job. And it's like, it amazes me how many people submit applications. And this is not just for this job, but for other ones that I've recruited over the years who don't actually look at the job description and see if they really are qualified or, you know, meet yeah. the qualifications. And I just know for me personally, I would never do that. You know, yeah. it's, it's, I'm not like Rachel from friends and like, she remember she, she was trying to find a job in fashion and she just, she blanketed every, <laughs> anything related to fashion and it was like, and her, you know, she had like uh, two jobs on there, like cheerleader and coffee, you know, assistant or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's different and you're starting out. Yeah. You should blanket, but as you're getting more senior and like you grow in a role or right, you have specific skills that you know that can meet a specific job. I think right. people just make the mistake. And again, I'd rather you do the rookie thing and, you know, uh, use my job description as a way to explain what you have done, right? Keywords, right. buzzwords. I mean, a lot of the, you know, the recruiters will tell you like, that's some ways they weed out people, right? Because if you've got words, job description, why would I even look at this? What What are you even applying to? But yeah. so I know that those are, those are general things that I do, but I think, you know, how my, to me, a cover letter is an opportunity to share a little bit about your personality as well. Like I'm not supposed yeah. to figure it all out. Like you can have the most designed, pretty, resume but if i still got to figure out what it is you're doing and why you think you're qualified for this and what you think you can bring to us th and that's what a cover letter is for then i don't know so it's yeah 
interesting process. No, I did, I did all the fit list. So I did a cover letter, letter and my resume obviously are on Deed, you know, uploaded. And then, um, and then I answered each one of their questions, uh, you know, fully. Yeah. I mean, that answered all of them. Yeah. Well, so what you don't know is if the 700 applicants completed all those steps. Right. Yeah. And I did, you know, I think that having this past relationship with them, which they said, you know, if you have this past relationship with us, please apply. So, you know, that's why I really just want to get the chance to interview, because I think if I if I get the chance to interview, I think then I have, you know, a shot. I'm sure there's plenty of other qualified people who are applying, but at least I would have the chance to, you know, interview Mm -hmm. yeah well Um, but right now it's like now I have to wait if did they even get it and like part of me is like should I reach like I have a relationship with some people they email other things in the past but I think emailing to be to just I don't know them well enough that it would be okay for me to just say like, hey, just want to let you know that I threw my application in the hat. Like we're not close enough for that. I think it would just be taken as like obnoxious. I don't know though, because so in the past when I was looking for jobs, I would network with people all the time. And if, and if it was at companies, either I thought had a role or knew, you know, knew how to roll or could have a role in the future. And I've gotten, I've done cold networking where I've had a friend of a friend introduce me to someone. Um, and all I do is say, look, I know you probably, I, you know, you don't have to tell me anything about where you are with your search. I just wanted to, you know, um, learn a little bit more about the company, or I just want, wanted to network with you. Maybe if it's not this opportunity, perhaps, you know, of others, keep me in mind. Uh, of course, I'm really interested in this position or you could just, you know, um, I don't think, it, I don't, I don't think it's harmful to let people know. Because if the, if you think you had a fairly good interaction with them, and they mm-hmm. you, they know that you're interested, I mean, what's the, the the worst thing that they can do is ignore you. But so what? Sort of go right. into expecting that they're going to not reply back to you. But maybe to your point, out of seven hundred resumes, they may say, "Oh, that's right, we did work with her before." And oh, you know what? Right. I just it saw her name on the pile. And you yeah. just never know. I mean, it's, if someone did that to me, like I, you know, look again right now in all the jobs I've recruited for in my life and the ones that I've gone after, um, if someone made a recommendation or if someone had an inkling or like what happens sometimes, you know, I've been, I've worked at a lot of companies. So someone will say, oh, hey, you know, this person worked at your company. Do you know them? And if I do or not, I'll just say it, right? But if I do, or if I interacted lightly with them, I'll give my general impression. Right. So maybe write, think about writing a general note to just say, you know, hey, I just, I'm, I, I can't believe you guys are hiring. And I was really excited to see this role. And I just want to let you know, I put my hat in for what it's worth. And, you know, I always thought we had a good yeah. interaction. And then, you know, I don't know, just, I mean, I know. there's so, no yeah, easy way to do to, it. I have to think about it. I have to like, kind of, I guess I'm going to give it, a, you know, a couple of days, because I'm sure they're, you know, it was over the weekend that it opened up and they're probably going to take the week to yeah. sift through and, and with such so, a small staff, I would assume that majority of them may be involved in the in decision making. I would think so. I would think so. Yeah, they're definitely like, it, it seems like it's a definite team environment. Um, you know, I think the decision would be made by the group. Yeah. Um, and I, I always look at it like, you're probably not the only one that's thinking about reaching out to someone that they might know there. Yeah. So, so they have else. A, they have a social media presence. So I've been stalking it to see if any other applicants like 
say anything or <laughs> message or, you know, cause then I'll follow suit, but no one has yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And maybe, right. Being the more discreet way of doing it would be better just because, right. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, so I'm, you know, that would be, I'm trying to stay in a place where like, if it doesn't happen, I'm not like resentful of my current job. Cause you know, that's an easy thing to fall into Sure. when you're excited about something else. And then you're like, ah, oh, you know, I'm trying to stay in a place of like, all right, you're still excited about where you currently were. Yeah reasons why I think that this would be um, a good move for me but you know it's not the end of the world if I don't so I'm trying to stay in that space of not being completely disappointed if I don't get it but it's hard I really want it I'm sure and I feel like and it's hard and not to be disappointed um if it doesn't come to fruition in any way if you don't get the interview or they don't hear back or you know whatever that's the worst is like you just don't hear anything back um yeah but, uh, but I say, I look at it too, like it's a process and I think it's, it's like kudos to you to, for actually taking a step and saying, Hey, this is something I really want to try for. Cause again, that's not, what I, want. I mean, I know there's been 700 applicants, but not that everybody does that. Right. Yeah. So, um, and it's not like, and I would said. imagine a lot of, because it's on indeed and it's a remote position. Um, and honestly, like the package that they put together is really appealing. Uh, so I'm sure that there are a lot of people outside that apply just because it's a really great you know position and it's remote and so I'm sure you know at least half the applicants there probably can nix right away yeah um but anyway we'll see I hope it uh I'll keep you posted yeah good luck I'm I'm yeah positive vibes I'm thinking that it's gonna happen (laughs) I've done all the things I have all the salt lamps are on all of the crystals have been out in the full moon. I'm doing all the things. Right. Right. <laughs> Whatever works. That's okay. That's all yeah. good. That's oh. all good. That's good. Um, speaking of, of, of all that. So I took this uh, little aromatherapy class at my office. Ooh. Like it was remote. Well, it was, uh-huh. it wasn't really, ooh, because it like the video didn't work. And I don't know what the woman was doing this whole explanation of how to make something. And I was just like, I can't see what you're doing because the video screen is black. And so I ended up like crapping oh. out of it, but I'm like, I, I want, I want to get into a little bit of that essential oils at bedtime. Like I like that stuff and I just never, so I'll need some yeah. tips on like what, if you have any recommendations, like, I'd love a little bedside essential oil, something, you know, just, I need, or even my office, you know, just have something nicely smelling um, yeah. <laughs> to calm me down or I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I did it. I was like, I just need to learn some basics. Like I, I generally understand it, but I don't, I don't know how to make anything myself or I would just go buy something. I don't really want to do that. I don't mind making it. I just don't know where to start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, I, you know, I love all that stuff. I definitely use aromatherapy. Um, and I do use essential oils. I use them very sparingly. Like I'm kind of turned off by some of the, you know, like the multi-level marketing yeah. idea where people are like taking them internally or just using like huge amounts of them for, you know, and so that kind of turns me off. But I think, um, you know, I think it's, I think that smell can be very powerful yeah. in relaxing you or changing your mood. So if you find sense that, uh, you know, speak to you in that way, and then, you know, different oils for different things but 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have an oil diffuser next to my bed and I definitely do um, lavender. I love the way that smells. I love bergamot. I love, I actually love lime essential oils, like one of my favorites. Um, I love to do um, lavender, vanilla and lime together. Oh, very nice. But you would, yeah, but you would recommend getting a little diffuser. Like you can find them anywhere. Like it's, yeah. a, okay. Yep. I would just get a little diffuser and um, because I purely use them. So I don't really use them. Um, I do use uh, frankincense and lavender topically for certain things. Like lavender really is quite nice for like burns um, I feel like frankincense to like put in a facial moisturizer mm. um, is very nice. Mm-hmm. Use, like topically, but for the most part, I'm just using them for pure pleasure. Like just it adds to an environment that I'm trying to create. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I do have diffuser, and I love it. I mean, I use it quite often. I have one, uh, one in my room and one in my office. And then my kids have always had them, um, you know, and I, I really like them for kids. Uh, like one of my sons loves lemons. He loves everything lemon. <laughs> um, and so he has one with, you know, like lemon, different lemony citrus scents. Uh, you know, he has different oils, yeah. but I found, especially when the kids were younger, it's something that they really can have control over to control their environment. Like I had one son who really always had difficulty sleeping, uh, you know, he's because he's just like his dad, my husband too. They're just terrible sleepers, like nights of insomnia. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was something like, so I could give, we, we would go and get oils. Like I'd let him smell them and what smells relaxing to you. And he would pick out different oils and then, if he was like laying in his bed and couldn't sleep and was feeling, you know, anxious about that, or it would just give him a little control over his environment. And some nights it really would work where he'd be like, last night I couldn't sleep. So I filled up my diffuser and I put in, you know, whatever. Right. And I laid there and then I fell asleep. Like it gives them sort of control and there's, you know, it's a pretty safe, Right. It's not like they, it's not like you're giving them melatonin, which they could take too much of, or, um, you know, that you kind of have to be a part of, especially when they're young. Um, But with this, you can. And I just, it was very helpful for them. It felt like it was something they could control about their environment. Yeah. Yeah. So I really... I like it a lot. I like them. I think they're, I think they come in very handy and useful for those reasons. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, it's a good way of uh, thinking about it too, about, about their environment and making sure that, you know, they have tools, right? Because I think we teach our boys, we've had, you know, they know how to meditate and kind of just be, you know, in a restful state and just kind of try to let whatever's going on happen. And then move past it but so you know I don't I don't have the trick for insomnia I mean nobody does like yeah. it's you know what, no. it's, what works one time may not work the next you know so right which is frustrating but I agree with you I like the idea of just like, giving them tools but yeah I feel like because I, I definitely have more insomnia now than I've ever another aging related issue I'm sure um yeah you know so now I'm I'm just sort of needing that relaxing and trying not to pick up my phone and so you know I'm trying to get through some books and trying to read mm-hmm. more if I can't sleep and you know, all of it helps, but again, but not all the time and not every, you know, not every time. So yeah, I, think yeah. I don't have quite like the right formula, but. It's yeah. So it. definitely I would, I would suggest it. And I think I got, um, you know, I did get a few through 
young living, you know, there's like young living in Jutera, which I have nothing against them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the oils certainly smell lovely. I just, you know, if you're just using them for pleasure, there's definitely companies that are less expensive and I think are comparable therapeutically, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the diffusers, you know, I, they sell them on Amazon or at your local. I mean, they sell them at like Bed Bath & Beyond now. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, I just too. wouldn't. I don't personally, I don't know. Sometimes they sell like these oil blends that are, you know, at Bed Bath and Beyond. And they're just, I think they're just fragrance. Like that's not a. Yeah. Yeah. It can't derive its perfume, um, which, yeah. you know, if you want your house to smell like perfume, go for it. But like, I just, I don't, it's not an essential oil, you know? So I don't, I don't like those perfumey ones. I like, the actual oil from the plant yeah but no yeah. i think i would like that too i'm, I'm the bergamot sounds really good i i, I like the yeah I that. Like, that would be amazing yeah very like earthy yeah um soothing yeah i love jasmine as an essential oil mm. i've tried to grow jasmine so many times one time i got it to bloom in my room and my whole room smelled like jazz and i didn't get like I've had no luck growing jasmine, but, um, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, um, yeah, I need it. I need something. I need, I need another tool. So yeah. um, And I like it for, I have a salt lamp. I have all my plants. I have charcoal where I like burn you know like different things in shell you know that shell thing I have you know burn um, different kinds of resins and Mm -hmm. all kinds of things but I think your environment uh really you're really and how you feel and uh you know and now that we all work from home uh even better like you can really control those things you know a cup of tea during the day and I don't know. I just, um, you know, I definitely, you know, in my current job, you know, there's some definitely hard parts of it, you know, people who are really struggling and it can be, um, you know, they call families call and they're really in crisis and you wind up absorbing a lot of their pain because how could you not? And so, you know, I kind of, find for me, I really do need that ritual of like letting that go. Like after a particularly difficult situation or a particularly difficult phone call, um, kind of having a moment where I will light a candle or mm. um, something or just kind of something symbolically to, you know, kind of be grateful that I was able to be there to help that person, but also pack it up and not absorb it right not keep um, it for, yeah that make it your yeah, own. yeah. <laughs> right yeah I have yeah. enough of my own stuff going on I don't need to yeah no carry I, anyone else's um that's good I'm sure you have to do that right I'm almost like on a it's like a, a daily thing it's a daily it. ritual yeah it really yeah. is you know and, it's, um, and again but also one of the reasons why I'm kind of applying somewhere else not because I don't like my current job or I mean I work for an organization that I think does amazing work and I believe in what they do um but I've been doing it for five years and the last two have been through a pandemic 
Mm. And I think for my, like, I'm starting to feel that people's pain and crisis, I'm starting to feel it on a cellular level. Yeah, that's not good. You know, like, it's just, it's something that is becoming part of me. And I, I think it's just time that I step away. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that you can do a job like this at this level and during a pandemic without getting burnt out or getting, you know, to a place where you have to move on. Like, I just, I don't think that my job is one that you can particularly have for no many, many years. You know, you, you just can't, you can't keep up with this. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I think uh, it's, it becomes exhausting and in uh, as much, and you feel like, you know, you're just, everything I'm sure you're doing, you just feel like I eat, sleep, you know, dream, yeah. like situation, you know, people's situations or what you're trying to do or wanting to do more and not being able to, whether it's resources, finances, oh, the way yeah. the system is. I mean, I think that's, you know, oh, that's itself. the worst part is yeah. that, you know, you know, when, especially, you know, families who, you know, it was hard for them to reach out in the first place, whether for financial reasons or because it was taboo, like a lot for a lot of cultures mental health is just taboo so when they when it when a family does finally reach out you know that it was something that they really put a lot of thought into really in a place where they need help for them to have reached out and resources are just dwindling yeah um you know so it's it is so disheartening when you get someone who finally opens up to help and then you know you because no one's taking new patients and the people who are taking new patients are charging you know it's going to be hundreds of dollars out of pocket even if you are getting you know reimbursed in any way I mean you just it's a hard it's just hard right now yep so uh it's yeah it's not always fun <laughs> well I always I mean just from my background in this space too like so I always you know thank you for the work that you're doing because I think it is a thankless job in some respects um, or it can be, and it can feel so overwhelming. Um, so, and I think, you know, we're, we're not, we're not at the end of the mental health crisis that the pandemic has oh, identified. Yeah. We're in the, in maybe early stages of it, right? These are, these are things years from now that will be a long time. And it, it, I, yeah, yeah, a lot of people yeah. will be affected for a long time and, and, and the damage that it's caused, right. Uh, for not being able to get help is going to be, um, long lasting, you know, or, or, or just, be here for a oh, long yeah. time to unravel. And yeah, I think we're just scratching the surface. I think especially, you know, kids or, you know, that teenagers, young adults, people are coming to age in this, people, you know, I think it's going to affect, it's going to be a lifelong uh, changes that happened for them, um, yeah. you know, at a time in your life, like for our kids age, which is sad, but at a time in your life when you're really supposed to be sort of expanding your wings and trusting the world and being curious about the world suddenly the world shut down and became a very scary place and yeah. that uh, you know uh, developmentally you know they're not cooked they're still you know their brains are still forming and I think it's going to have an effect on that generation that we maybe don't even know about yet yeah right and I, I think the one thing I, I've tried to and it's hard and I'm really grateful that my kids, when we moved, got involved in these volunteer things, but they were, you know, like local community volunteer stuff. And I mm -hmm. keep trying to reinforce with them, like, you know, you can be angry at things you cannot change, like big, 
political issues and, you know, governmental worldwide problems and wars that are going on in places and you don't agree with it. But I, I think um, stay focused on where you can have an impact and where you can feel connected to people and that is in your own community. And that's been hard, right? With, with the pandemic and not being able to do things. Um, but like I was so pleased when they were volunteering and they still are doing stuff in the local community. And um, I just, I told them like, even when you're in college, like don't lose it, you know, just try to, yeah. you know, give back, not just to your school, but like what is in the community that you can participate in? Like, if you like animals, go, go volunteer to shelter. I don't know, do something that makes you feel connected to the neighbor, if you will, you know, not just your yeah. college neighbor, but your neighbor in the community, because what else is there at the end of the day? Yeah. I mean, oh, I it's so know. important. It's so important. You know, so I work with a lot of um, individuals, volunteers with our organization who live with, live like successfully in recovery. Mm-hmm. Diagnosis. And they a hundred percent across the board always at some point bring up how important volunteer work yoga meditation art music journaling some modality like essential it is as part of their recovery um you know just being connected in some way to the the world around us in a positive way like through volunteering yeah um you know it just it really does make a difference. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it makes, you know, makes people lifelong volunteers, right? In some way. Yeah. I don't know. I reconnected with somebody in the mental health space. He was a former client of mine and he now runs a nonprofit, um, this nonprofit that we actually had worked on together. Um, and it's just, it was great. Like it has been years. I mean, years and years. I mean, my kids grew up. That's how long it's been <laughs> since I've talked right. to this person. And, you know, and he was, you know, really helpful and just kind of like, Hey, you know, we've got some programs at colleges and, and other things. Like if you want to know about them, and I was like, Oh yeah, of course, of course. But like such a, such a small world in a way, you know? And, and I think um, I was so happy. Like you know, he was someone who worked in the marketing space for so long, he probably didn't need to go work for a nonprofit. Like he probably could have just retired, frankly, in the pharma world. And he, he's now working for a nonprofit, has for years. And um, I don't know, like it, it's inspiring to me because I'm like, I got to get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get out of what I'm doing. And, you know, like when's the next, you know, what's my next career move or non-career move? But yeah, I think I want to, you know, I want to get back to that community level. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah. I don't know, that's a sign we should wrap up soon. Um, losing my voice. Yep, losing your voice. Time to wrap up. Yeah, but like I, I'm like I said to Keith, like I had been, you know, thinking you know, as we're thinking about moving again um, later this year, we're just like trying to think about where we want to be. And I think the one thing that I haven't had really, or fully ever, but in the way that I'd like, is a community. Right. I want to be somewhere where yeah. I can get connected. And volunteer for things so I thought we had to move closer to like I was thinking about him like what he wanted you know like he still wants to ski and he wants to be in a place where there's that you know ski town mentality it's it's nice we live one near one now in Vermont but I I and I love it right but it's not exactly what I'm looking for and so we've decided that we don't need that and that we want to be more towards a bigger city and where there is much more going on you know so like I, it's not and it's not we're not going to make a big we're not going to do it right away we're going to move into the 
ski town area <laughs> first <laughs> just because financially it's the right thing for us to do but then eventually you know yeah or, or in, in a couple of years we would do that but it was like I don't know for some reason like I hadn't been putting myself first in that process I was like trying to think about well what he would want and what would make him happy and I was yeah. like but I realized if if it's m- like what we're experiencing today I wouldn't be happy right yeah and I think we do that so often you know as women unfortunately like we really put everyone else's needs before everyone else happy making sure everyone else is happy but it really does a disservice because and they don't even expect it you know appreciate what you want to it's like something we do to ourselves it is it is and i and i'm i'm not like and i know he will like what what we're ultimately probably going to do it's um I was just worried you know I was just thinking again creating anxiety for myself that's like yeah no it is it's um I know I don't we talk about moving and where we want to wind up I think we're always going to be here honestly like we're just too much New Yorkers yeah to go anywhere else yeah yeah I mean and I don't even think I read some article I forgot where it was but it was like how um empty nesters you know older retirees or soon to be right i think it was retirees and they're like they they bought their forever home and then within two years they they end up moving and it was yeah. like what's this idea like this idea of like we're you know we're gonna buy our last house and this is the house we're gonna die in like maybe that's not what we should be thinking um and it yeah. really tried to turn that concept on its head of just like you know why were these people who were retired you know in their last home and then selling it um yeah, maybe the, because the money, whatever, it was good, whatever. But they also, I think, where they ended up is places they didn't want to be. Like, I, and, I, and I'm like, yeah, I'm... I'm... I think, yeah, I don't know. Whenever we go somewhere else, like, there, there are places that we're in love with. We love Vermont. We love Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not home. I have a feeling we're going to do more of... Um, I think this will always be our home base and I can see us traveling. Like we both love the idea of like hopping in an RV and doing, you know, that loop and going to national parks. And, Mm. you know, I think we'll be doing traveling that way or, you know, picking a country and instead of just visiting, like really, you know, Airbnb being or like renting out our house here to help finance Airbnb, you know, somewhere for a month or two somewhere else and living there eventually or you know I can see us doing that I don't think I could ever give up New York as our home base I just don't I just can't see it happening um with particularly for my husband who like grew up in Queens I just don't know that he would ever feel at home anywhere else yeah yeah it's 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 I mean having left it's weird yeah <laughs> so I we didn't I mean I think he thought the same thing I don't think he ever thought he could leave I didn't I knew I could um because I think it was yeah. always in the back of my mind that I could leave but but I, there are certain things I mean I guess also we didn't go to some place that's so completely different either so like that to me makes makes it easier to make that transition which is why also right. like you know you can go to his parts of Vermont and never see anybody for days you know and I'm like no no, not interested in that. Like as much as it, that's probably a beautiful area. Like I think I would not be happy being in my house all the time. Um, and right. I love my, you know, I love being in my house all the time, but I, I really want the option to do more and be involved in more things. So I don't know. So yeah, we, we've got, we've got time to make these decisions, but it, it matters like 
we've you know maybe I'll, maybe we won't stay in vermont forever maybe we'll be these people who just you know, bop around and live in different places and who knows take it from there yep <laughs> and, on yep. that note <laughs> yeah it was good catching up yep all right and i'll talk to you next week yep bye heidi uh, bye